0: Well, well, well! Welcome to the verbal stuff podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Titus or
1: Dracula. have you ever heard of mad libs i have heard of mad libs (laughs) i figured we'll play a little bit of a game of mad libs to kick off the show tonight okay jay (laughs) all right (laughs) nobody gets out of this place without singing the blank the blues you got it you got it (laughs) oh my (laughs) and the blues is sort of what we're talking about tonight on the purple stuff podcast
0: Ah, Jay, the blues. That's been my whole life. (laughs) Not the actual blues, though, right? No, the blues, as in the hues of color, Jay. The hues of color. Exactly. This
1: is, like, Picasso's blue period.
0: We, in the past, have done a couple of color-themed shows. I think we did red and green,
1: and now we're gonna add BLUE. It's taken us a long time and we're still not through the basic eight pack of crayola crayon colors yeah, i
0: know i don't know why we stopped we were so excited when we started the color theme thing and then it's just like five years past i'm like oh shit. maybe we should do part three
1: there is a contingent of people who listen to us who want this show to come back this color theme there are at least three
0: people out there who have demanded another color show
1: yeah it's like
0: 1987
1: yeah yeah blue no blue. oh my god you guys (laughs) never did purple or gray
0: (laughs) um yeah i mean look let's be honest this is the kind of show you do when you're uh maybe not up to uh, doing a crazy big huge show like the mall or the unsolved mysteries ones
1: Life happens, and sometimes you got to do the blue show. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. The month's almost over. (laughs) But I think, despite that, we do have pretty good lists. You're exactly right. Because sometimes you'll think, ah, I don't know about this one. But then, as you're going through it and you're compiling what we're going to talk about, it just, it actually excites you. You're like, holy crap, this is going to be good. Yeah, it's like a puzzle. It looks like complete freaking trash until the
0: whole thing's in there. And then you're like, oh, that'll work. That'll work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to choose from. I'm going to name a couple of things that we're not going to talk about. I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. We're not going to talk about Bluetooth, the Blue Blazer, Blue Suede Shoes, or the Blooming Onion.
0: Oh, man. Well, the blooming onion isn't
1: blue, but it says blue in the title. You know what? You
0: you totally would have put that in your list. (laughs) I got one for you here. If we spell it differently, it's blue. (laughs) And that's actually just the first of three picks for this one. (laughs) But uh, yeah, good ones in there. Blue blazer would have been nice. So yeah, there's a lot of great blue things to choose from. And we're going to go through them tonight. Yeah, and before we do, I just want to point out, like, this is not sponsored by Pepsi in any way, but it might as well have been, because Pepsi Blue was just announced, Jay. Thank
1: you for reminding me. You called that way back on one of our episodes, and I thought you had a hand in it in some way, like you're writing letters to the executives. You had the finger on the pulse with that one.
0: I can read the room when it comes to (laughs) neon soda, Jay. I always know which way the wind is blowing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And I guess it's blowing towards me to kick off with my first pick.
0: (laughs) Number... One.
1: Introducing Casey, the tape player with personality. He winks and bangs, he talks to you. Hi, my name is Casey. Casey it's amazing, the things you can do. Casey tells stories and oh, jokes too. joke, Casey. What
0: do you get when you mix two ducks with one cow? Quackers and milk. <laughs> Casey are
1: amazing. Santa Claus will be here real soon. Casey are amazing. Casey comes with activity book and cassette from Play School. Other cassettes sold separately. All right, Matt, my first blue pick of the night is Casey the Robot by Play School, 1985. One thing I have to mention, get this right out there, is that we've talked about robots in many different forms. Obviously, we did a robot show. A whole damn robot show. Back in January of 2020. I love that episode. There's this thing I think about kids that grew up in our generation. They may not even realize it, but like we freaking love robots because everything was a robot. Toys, everything was a robot. Even things
0: that weren't robots would have a robot component. Yeah. Every freaking sitcom, there was a robot in there. Say by the Bell, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Exactly. Fucking
1: robots everywhere you looked. (laughs) Exactly. And I I don't get sick of them. I love them. Uh, Some were interactive, like toys and things like that. Like you mentioned one of your favorites not too long ago on one of our episodes. And this one, it was a blue tape player that had uh, an expressive digital LCD face that it looked like the robot was speaking or singing if you put a tape into it. We're gonna have a great time together. Are you ready to start?
0: When you say expressive, you're right, because I mean, it's essentially like um, a calculator face, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of like digital stuff, but it's so fluid and full of emotion. Yeah this is casey like he can convey shit to you without even
1: saying anything we have siri now but back in 85 we had casey huh. <laughs> but the thing about this thing is like if you see a picture that if someone hasn't seen this thing and they look it up they're gonna not gonna connect with it we see this and, they, and we're like oh that was in my friend's bedroom back then
0: so you're saying that by 2021 standards, somebody who didn't grow up with Casey would not find the vision of that perfect hybrid of like Rosie,
1: the robot and a blue lunchbox attractive like that. <laughs> they, they will f- good find it attra- they'll definitely find it attractive, but they're not going to connect in the same way. Oh yeah. You think it's just this basic cassette player, but then like you said, there's buttons, knobs, there's like a handheld kind of thing. So if you want to carry it around. And then, of course, the face. So you pop in a tape, right? Let's say you pop in a tape of um, Madonna, right? Okay. Then it's basically like singing along. It looks like the robot is
0: singing Madonna. I didn't know until you sent me that YouTube clip earlier that that's how it worked. And then it did like the Teddy Ruxpin thing where it would sing anything.
1: It's exactly like Teddy Ruxpin because you couldn't rewind. You had to <laughs> flip the tape over and then Oh, God. For go somebody to... with your
0: like uh, hangups, <laughs> I, it's like I could see that just sticking in your craw.
1: Oh, God. It was horrible. But I would probably be using this thing if I had it because I, I honestly I hate cassettes as an audio format, but this thing just makes it all the better. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's like aside from music cassettes,
0: like imagine buying, say, a Stephen King book on audio oh. cassette and you have Casey reading You The Mist. Come oh, on. my God. I was,
1: I was actually fanning myself over here. I was going to ask you that, like, what would be so cool to hear? And you answered it without me asking. And I was thinking Cisco's The Thong Song. Let me see that thong. Oh, my. <laughs> uh,
0: somebody actually went back in time after that song was released to create Casey for this moment. Number two,
1: I know that I may be wasting my time, but here I am with the contract and two cashier's checks for $5,000 each Excuse me Baking powder it sounded like you said you were gonna pass for doing Wayne's world I know you just give me the word and I'll tear up these checks right here. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no
0: The shoots scores okay it is possible that this came up on a prior episode but i can't do a show about blue things without mentioning garth's cocktail from wayne's world of course it's
1: freaking epic
0: yeah i asked you if you'd remembered me bringing it up before and you're like yeah seventy
1: times (laughs) not only on the podcast but in real life also anytime we would go anywhere that served drinks I can't shut up about it. I just can't. <laughs> we see this during
0: Wayne and Garth's business meeting with Benjamin, and they're, like, getting bamboozled into selling off their cable access show, all that stuff. Yes. So Wayne and Benjamin, they get whatever drinks they get, but Garth gets this tiki monstrosity. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. He It's, like, literally he's drinking out of a stemmed punch bowl, and I guess it's full of blue curacao.
1: Yeah, it looks like a punch bowl, but it also seriously reminded me of a, um, not a flower pot. What do you call those? Like a vase that my mom had in the 90s? Oh, it's very <laughs> much just... a 90s vase. <laughs> yeah. It's the
0: one that you pay twenty nine ninety nine for at like Kmart and then pretend it's high art.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. That fossil over there, it's shaped like flowers, only it's not quite shaped like flowers.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I'm stuck on the vase. I
1: forgot what the hell I
0: was talking about. Oh, there was Garth's all, drink. All kinds Garth's of drink. stuff
1: inside of that thing.
0: So, the garnish on this drink included uh. everything from uh foil pom-poms
1: to <laughs> half a pineapple.
0: Like yeah. it is oh, just uh. the best-looking drink I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it's just like a dump anything in it. It was a garbage
0: dump of a drink. Yeah, it was just beautiful and it's just one of those little eccentric moments that make Garth one of my all-time favorite movie characters. Yeah, he's the best. And I think this is what kicked it off for me with tiki drinks. Like, you know, that's my thing. I don't care if it's like the worst drink.
1: If it comes in a neon
0: color and they decorate it like a Christmas tree, I'm always going to be into it.
1: That's the thing. It's the experience. You know, sometimes I'll go to Trader Sam's and I'm like, man, yeah, I really don't want to drink this thing. Can you just give me the mug? (laughs) 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 I've done that. So this thing was like so legendary, beautiful to look at. I have to point out there's one kind of like negative
0: thing that really hardcore Wayne's World fans like me, people who've seen the movie a hundred times, know. Mm -hmm. If you look close at that drink, it's not really a drink. Like they combine two Mm -hmm. different glasses to kind of fake it. It's like a two
1: tier thing.
0: In my version, when I ultimately create Garth's Cocktail, that's going to be one giant glass, Jay. I'm going to improve.
1: You know what really tips it off? You got to have the swirly straws where you could like bend them into different shapes and stuff.
0: Yes, or the ones that the crazy straws I think I prefer. The ones that look like, uh, what do they call those?
1: Ampersands? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking love those. (laughs) I can't believe you pronounced that right. I didn't know that I did. Are you saying I got it? I was thinking it was going to have to do a pickup. Well, I mean, you couldn't pronounce Akmonic earlier this evening. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, th-
0: I thought you were talking about the
1: Ox from Zelda. I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell is the spelling? <laughs> so, all right. You had mentioned that you would love to just make that yourself, or you may have done it already, but what ingredients would go into this thing? So we know it's blue Curacao, right? I'm just going to mix
0: blue Curacao with Patron Silver, even though Patron Silver didn't exist, I don't think, when Wayne's World was out. That just seems like it'd be the tastiest way to go
1: yeah or just like do a non-alcoholic you can get some like blue powerade and call it a day <laughs> well i mean that's not so unappealing given that the total budget for that
0: one is like a buck 59 and the total budget for my version is like three thousand dollars i'm gonna fill that punch bowl with fucking Patron silver
1: yeah let's <laughs> get it that's definitely gonna take like three or four bottles <laughs> oh my god oh i'm not made of money <laughs> Number three the with For my next blue pick, Matt, Max Rebo from the Max Rebo band uh, in Jabba's Palace, Return of the Jedi. The band that's playing, and he is the blue sort of elephant-looking creature on the keyboard. And I figured for this segment, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Tonight, I will present this segment, without further ado, as Max Rebo, Behind the Music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be
0: the the best three minutes of my life.
1: (laughs) All right, so for those who don't know Max's backstory, I'm going to tell you it's way more heart-wrenching than you could even imagine. Okay. In Max Rebo's family, he was the smallest and skinniest of five kids. Really? Yeah, his mother was always fearing that he was going to waste away to nothing. So it was kind of uh, one of those sad things where he was always seeking out food because of this, and he had to play music to get food wow so that's how it started yeah he's like hey i'm good at playing music this is my meal ticket it's kind of sad in a way
0: i'm sure he could come up with a good downward tune to score that scene
1: (laughs) (laughs) so he continued to play his red ball organ as it's called Red ball, yeah, red ball organ doesn't really fit. It okay. doesn't fit at all because no, it's, it's not it's red. It's not a
0: fucking red or a ball. It's, it's, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> Let alone a red ball. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is an organ, though. Mm, that's true. <laughs> so he continued to play his organ for food. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it, it feels like it's ten times sadder than what I pictured Max Rebo's backstory to be like. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I think maybe it's just to show that, you know, he wasn't born into this rock star life. He really had to earn it. It was
1: like a rags to riches type of story. Right.
0: Who knows if it's true? It's the kind of thing an agent would say if they wanted to, you know, give you a little narrative before you hit the big leagues.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So thinking about how malnourished he was with that big snout, you'd think he could just steal people's food directly off their plates adjacent to him. The true. minute they turn their heads, true.
0: But, but, you know, it's possible, but he might have learned that skill in the years since because he's
1: certainly not wanting now. Well, that's because the Max Rebo band was eventually contracted to play at Jabba's Palace, right? And this, to me, this is where they really became super mega famous. But the thing is, that's like the equivalent. Think about this. That's like the equivalent of a residency at a seedy club on Fremont Street in Las Vegas.
0: Yes. I mean, it's not like you. I don't think you call mom when you land this job. So I don't think, you know, Max wasn't going, Hey, dad, you're going to be real proud of me
1: (laughs) (laughs) playing Java's palace. There's a happy ending to this story because later in his career, this is where at the end of Behind the Music, they talk about how he left the music industry and opened a chain of restaurants. Oh, did he? Yeah, which is great, right? He became an entrepreneur after all his hardship in his life and he figured what better way to celebrate his career and his wealth than to serve people food, which is what he didn't have when he was a youngster. I mean, this is a great story. And it's called Max's Flanth House. And I'm like, what is flanth? I have no freaking clue. So then I go to Wikipedia, and they don't even fucking know. Flanth. (laughs) uh, There's no entry
0: for flanth? No. Wikipedia, like you can look up, half a word from any movie and there's like 18 fucking miles of shit Star Wars Wikipedia
1: knows everything but except flanth flanth
0: yeah well, then it, sounds I'm like a, it sounds like a kind of steak to me I thought of that too but then I'm like what if they meant flanth and it's like flan Max's flan house would you do a whole house about flan I don't know it's kind of like it's like IHOP level I feel like Max would be aiming a little higher <laughs>
1: <laughs> with that said I'm very happy to know his backstory Max Rebo and uh, I hope one day to be in Star Wars land at one of these restaurants and he's like serenading me like well not him but a uh, robot of him
0: there's gotta already be a Max Rebo animatronic in the works somewhere they
1: need to have a Max's flanthouse that we can go to and eat Jesus Christ, that's really, really deep-cutting, even it is for deep, that place. But if, God, if you can call Pepsi Blue, I'm calling Max's Flanthouse. I'm <laughs> oh <my> like, man, <laughs> I'm
0: betting black and red. You're actually putting it on the fucking numbers. <laughs> Number four.
1: Hidden inside the house at 21 Shady Lane Avenue is a black and white TV with the power to turn itself on and come alive with the dead. The video dead. But for the new owners, their first warning may be too late. Why did you kill her?
0: If you don't know what you're messing with. My second pick is the blue-skinned David Bowie look-alike zombie from The Video Dead. Wow. What a pick out of left field.
1: Totally love right. This one.
0: <laughs> love it. Yeah. What was this? 1987, something like that? Yep, November 87. I'm pretty sure this was direct to VHS. I, don't, I just can't see this playing in theaters. I don't know. Maybe you have gotten three or four, but this is right up there with spookies in terms of cult followings and just being examples of movies that built almost all of their reputation through rentals from video stores
1: definitely yeah
0: yeah i mean i'll get to the blue thing in a minute the blue zombie i just want to go through the film a little bit and the video dead. there's this haunted television It spits out zombies that run around killing everyone and i mean like everybody jay i think like nobody survives right
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: holy shit i'm like this is definitely not like soft pg-13 horror like they're freaking gorily killing off its mean
1: characters and a lot of great practical effects as well
0: totally it's so lo-fi in so many ways it almost feels like a souped up home movie but when it came to the creature effects wow like they really went for it yeah absolutely there are, like, five or six different zombies, and they're all totally unique, and they're all awesome. One's a shriveled bride. One looks like something out of Beetlejuice. There's this, like, dark skull-faced bleeding thing. There's a big guy with an iron sticking out of his head. And then there's Jimmy D. Yeah, Jimmy D. <laughs> the blue skin zombie who looks ridiculously similar to
1: David Bowie. Yeah. Totally like an 80s David Bowie or Flock of Seagulls.
0: No, it's just straight up David Bowie. (laughs) Come on. And I'll give credit to uh, I Monkery, I think was probably the first one online to make this observation. But it's like you look at this picture and David Bowie immediately comes to mind. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I don't really need to describe his appearance beyond that because it literally is. You just picture David Bowie and make him a blue skinned zombie. But I did learn his name really was Jimmy D. Yep. And that apparently in his human life, he was a handsome swimmer who got all the girls.
1: Yes. He, he was a 50s high school athlete. All the zombies had these backstories, you know. And like you said, they are all these crazy things. And this dude is just like a, like a high school athlete. But it makes sense. It totally I mean, can, makes sense,
0: but can you, here's the thing. And this is a question I want to pose to you because I'm hanging to, to this story. I love it. he's a fucking handsome swimmer who drowned and that's why his skin is blue. Yeah. But can you really consider it a plot point if you only learn about it by like
1: reading an IMDb trivia list, <laughs> I, <laughs> not in the movie, the, the filmmakers in this case, and this is just my opinion, it seems like they had these really, really high lofty goals for this movie. And what they really wanted to do probably would have wound up with a movie like six hours long because there were supposed to be like 40 zombies instead of six. And they all had these backstories. They that all they were had flashbacks. Yeah, they all had flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But like you said, blue zombie, of course he's blue, but like wouldn't. I mean, all dead bodies would turn blue, so he's the lucky one, I guess. He's double blue, because everyone is
0: at least a tiny little bit blue, but he's super blue. In fact, if you watch the movie closely, he gets bluer throughout the movie. When he walks into the house, his paint is almost whitish, and by the end of the movie, he looks like that shit you put on the pool cues, (laughs) that fucking amazing chalk.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but you know what i noticed he always seemed to have an agitated look on his face and i don't mean agitated like angry it was more like he had some kind of like bowel discomfort yeah of,
0: of all the zombies he looked less menacing and more just like ugh, aggravated <laughs> yeah this
1: fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um jimmy g was actually not one of the real focal zombies in the movie i guess The filmmakers did really amazing stuff with the other ones in terms of gore and just being Mm scary-looking. I guess they wanted to put more minutes on them. But this guy, for me, he was the showstopper, Jay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at the entry on Wikipedia and the reception portion of the Wikipedia page where they talk about how people enjoyed it and stuff. It makes this movie sound like it's this groundbreaking, like, Night of the Living Dead revolutionizing the genre movie (laughs) it's like insane it's like two paragraphs about how great the movie is and i'm surprised i'm not saying it's bad but it's just not what you were expecting to read well i mean well it's very likely
0: somebody who either made funded or otherwise is in place to profit from the movie wrote that blurb and uploaded it to wiki (laughs)
1: would probably you <laughs> It was me It's a late show To end them all
0: Look what's buried inside your TV The video dead
1: Number New Heinz Easy Squirt Ketchup has a nozzle that makes it easy to draw On food Heinz Easy Squirt It's fun for your food Next up for me, Matt, this one's kind of weird. It's Heinz Easy Squirt Ketchup, specifically Stellar Blue. I am so glad you brought it up, and it's like we traded places, because you would
0: think I would be the one bringing this up.
1: Honestly, this was one of my earliest things to pick. And I'm like, it's such a matte pick, but this is something so jealous. Yeah, when there's you, actually when you threw that one at me. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> this actually hit me for a reason. Um so just to give a little backstory here. Originally Heinz came out with a promotion for Shrek, which was green ketchup in around two thousand when that yeah. movie came out. And then after that, throughout the years, they had pink, orange, different colors like purple. And then, eventually, they had Stellar Blue. The best of them, by far, by the way. I was a ketchup-crazed kid. Santa used to bring me bottles of ketchup in my stockings. That's how much I loved it. Oh, that's such a nice thing. Yeah, but I put that shit on everything. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Like, I don't eat it anymore, but... Well, you were probably eating it in, I think this
0: was, like, year 2000. And what did you think of this back then? I never
1: had it. I was like disgusted by it because I felt like they were, it was more of like a con at that time because I, I I was looking at it like, well, I have a giant bottle of ketchup in my fridge. Yeah. How often am I as an adult putting ketchup on stuff? So yeah. like you, are you telling me i get to go out and buy another bottle of ketchup like i wasn't sitting there instagramming at that time because there this was is no true. Instagram.
0: you mean you are you do have a point almost every house in the world has <laughs> at least half a bottle of ketchup and it's right. usually that big squeezy one that it lasts a for whole four lot. years yeah. yeah like i mean
1: <laughs> you don't need to go buy another bottle of ketchup
0: <laughs> <laughs> do i need the blue ketchup yeah. in addition to this it's exactly. the same
1: thing with dye in it yeah and of course like i, I was always very into these pop culture experiences and this one for some reason I'm like oh no, F this I'm not buying that right so <laughs> so I never experienced it but now I look back on it and I'm like blue ketchup are you kidding me well, Like, why did it, I miss it, out on this because you
0: know, <laughs> if they announced the blue ketchup now could you imagine what we would do to get it yeah it's that's like, what I'm saying <clears throat> be online at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> For your shot to pay $159.99.
1: Yeah, exclusively at one store in S-V-C-C Vermont.
0: CCC
1: exclusive blue ketchup. <laughs> but, like, okay, think about this. So, even with like blue five and red five and blue 42, it was probably going to either decrease my libido or make me grow a third eyeball.
0: Yeah, I mean this this I mean this shit was like ninety percent die.
1: Yeah, and they added vitamin C, so like, oh, there's vitamin C, so it's good for you.
0: Oh oh yeah, it's, it's a total <laughs>
1: fucking Mr. <mister> act. <laughs> and it's then, like read the
0: read like the under the marquee that says vitamin C it says may know. kill you. The dye may kill you.
1: What was great is that oh I loved marketing to kids at that time because what they did was they said we got this great nozzle. That actually made it like a liquid tomato marker. So you were like drawing things on your food with this squirt thing.
0: Oh my God. So like they essentially like they narrowed the, the hole yes, a little bit and they, they made it the shoot hole. out like a hose. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know that that was part of
1: the, uh, the gimmick. That just makes it all the more beautiful. So, all right. So get this. I have a, a great idea. Do you remember when we were talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife? Now, what I think they should do is do the Afterlife Whopper at Burger King, right? And it comes with blue ectoplasm, which is just a little ketchup packet of Heinz Stellar Blue
0: oh my god do you have the inside track is that something that's gonna come true tell me
1: it's gonna happen jay i I, I wish it was oh my god i'm just
0: saying available at these select four locations (laughs) hollywood
1: (laughs) philly no miami
0: and austin texas no uh,
1: no it's just hollywood we have to Fly three thousand <laughs>
0: miles to get there. <laughs> Only available to the first two customers.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine the photo op, though? Oh, oh my oh, god, man.
0: lose it! I'd freaking lose it.
1: <laughs> ah, ectoplasm sauce. Oh,
0: yeah. mm. Mm. So one thing I have to say about this whole line of catch ups, I think it like pretty much all came out fairly like all at the same time, or like close by each other, mm-hmm. and it was just like this onslaught. And it was yes. such huge news. This was like the first freaky food that kind of broke the internet.
1: I really just wish that I wasn't as disgruntled about it. Like I got wrapped up. I'm like, why are they doing this? This is so stupid. I like my regular ketchup. Next thing you know, they won't even sell red anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this, bug on a button. Shrek, <laughs> you eat some funny stuff. It's just green. The new limited edition Shrek Easy Squirt bottles in stores now.
0: Number 6.
1: Moving out! Up and hills, down and hills, as we hit the dusty trail, army as we go marching along. We are bad, we are boss. we've got guts to squish and squash, army as we
0: So, Jay, this pick is a little erratic, and it's going to take me a minute to get up to the blue part, so bear with me. Okay. In the 80s and 90s, there was that whole fad of tiny action
1: figures, right? Little tiny miniature action figures, yeah.
0: You had Muscle, I think they kind of started it. You had Battle Beast, Then later you got Monster in My Pocket. Oh, right. But in between all of those, there were a few other toy lines that never really caught on, including my pick here, Army Ants. Yes. This was a line of little tiny action figures representing bipedal ant soldiers, kind of dressed like
1: stock army characters. I didn't get wrapped up in it back then, but um, when I was looking this up, man, I, you lear- I learned a lot. literally everybody else <laughs> except me. I-, I learned a lot from this pic, though. I- I'm anxious to hear what you have to say about it.
0: Well, one set of the figures was orange, and the opposing set was this beautiful cobalt blue, and those are the ones I am picking, obviously. I loved those as a kid because they were the villains, right? <sighs> it depends on your POV. Oh, okay. not to me, they <laughs> they sure weren't. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But I never found them. In general, army ads were pretty hard to find in stores. I only found them once at KB Toys, and they only had the orange ones. I actually went up to the woman that was working the restroom, like, "Do you have the blue ones?" She's like, "Get the fuck away from me! I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs>
1: Just so people can get a visual, I right, So you know when you go to the quarter machines at like at the grocery store or wherever yeah. you're at, right? In the window of that machine, like showing you each toy you might get, that's yep. what it's, that's what it looks like on that cardboard backing where you get like what like ten of them on a card. Yep, it's a beautiful card, isn't it? Yeah, it was really awesome, and I like how they all
0: have their own gimmicks. Yeah, it's not like just one mold or like, you know, they're painting the eyes in a a different direction. They're all completely different figures. One's a tank, like one's a literal ant tank. And they got these squishy butts. Yeah, let's talk about the rubber asses, (laughs) Jay. So the figures themselves, they're just made of this molded plastic, but then they have these brightly colored pop-off asses that you could kind of wear like a finger puppet. Yes. (laughs) And I guess by ant anatomy they would qualify as abdomens but they're asses like they're absolutely asses
1: yeah they're supposed to have like all their gross guts inside of it (laughs) squishy
0: guts on my orange set i never had the blue one as i said i used to pull them off and you could like kind of suction the ass to your tongue (laughs) and you know when i put it that way it sounds wrong but as a kid it was like really really just a pleasurable
1: experience (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, I wasn't really a big fan of ants, so to go out and buy toy soldiers of them was a tough sell for me. Yeah, but I, This doesn't strike me as something that you <laughs> would have been into. But I say I wasn't a big fan of ants, but I liked Auntie from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, and and I liked, uh, later on in life, I liked Flick from A Bug's Life. But I never got the army ants. I think also because there's the same appeal as, like, little toy soldiers, which I didn't have those either. Because I'm like, well, you can't do anything with these. They're just kind of little bit grander
0: army men that happen to be ants instead of men. (laughs) but it wasn't so much the army gimmick or the uh molding of the figures that struck me it was just the fact that they had rubber asses and half of them were this beautiful blue
1: <laughs> that'll be that'll be on your tombstone <laughs> died as he lived (laughs) i mean okay let's let me just say this you've said a lot of eloquent things in in your writing and in real life but uh, i think that may be the greatest most eloquent thing you've ever said
0: (laughs) i wish i could take credit but i got a new strain tonight jay (laughs) <laughs>
1: up and hills, down and tails As we hit the dusty trail Army heads, we go marching along We are bad, we are false We've got guts that wish and squash Army heads, we go marching
0: along Number 7
1: On a mysterious night WPQ appeared, bringing happy Harry's has changed Everything in our lives He's called a Final pick tonight, Matt, is Rubik the Amazing Cube, which is a cartoon from 1983, and that's a show based off the famous 80s puzzle game.
0: Oh my god, this show is like <laughs> off the freaking hook! It
1: is off chained, the charts, yeah. Chained hook, chained charts, ch- yeah. It's off all of it. It's batshit. It's crazy, yeah. So the multicolored puzzle cube was this uh, frustrating punchline of. 80s jokes everybody's always making fun of that thing. I never beat it, but
0: I never did you know. either, but I I actually don't think anyone has.
1: But I mean people I know have said they they have
0: and they used a hair dryer to get the stickers loose and they just moved them around the cube. Is that what they did? Yes.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that became this status symbol where people would brag like, "Well, I figured out Rubik's Cube." They're like, "Well, aren't you just a Rhodes scholar then?" <laughs>
0: if i remember correctly at least some of them the way they were sold it was the complete puzzle at first so you always had that like the moment of oh god am i really going to start twisting and turning this thing i'm never going to be able to see all the colors in a line again yeah <laughs> so it's but, like sometimes you would buy it and you'd not want to
1: play it oh yeah i i lost interest in it very quickly i was couldn't be more bored of that thing but Naturally, with any fad in the 80s, it wound up getting its own cartoon. (laughs) And this thing was just off the chain, like we said. And in the cartoon, it wasn't just the cube. Like, this was a whole new world because when the puzzle was successfully aligned, like the colors were aligned, this little blue alien creature living inside the cube would emerge. And the cube sort of became its, like, turtle shell in a way.
0: Yeah, it's almost like he's like, if he just took a shower and he didn't have a towel to cover himself, so he grabbed his (laughs) fucking cube.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me slip into something more comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dizzy. <laughs> oh, so anyway, this fucking creature would talk about himself in the third person. He's and so bizarre. He's but but he's so cute though. He's a cute little guy, right? Oh. <laughs>
0: He's an infantile, emotionally unstable alien with infinity
1: gauntlet level powers, and oh it's just God. weird, Jay. He can do anything. Let me, anything. Let me, let me rattle off some of the things he could. He could fly. He could phase through walls. He could levitate. He could change into a car, a flying car. <laughs> he could turn people into dogs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he does that he, do, he did do that you're right yeah, he does unlimited power
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's insane so he I, is insane and that's why I mean it's like it really strikes me when you're watching this show it's like Rubik is not you know he's ready to snap
1: But, dude, he got Minuto to do the theme song to his show, so I don't know how upset he is about anything. Oh, my God. Is that true? That's, that's, that's pretty That was Minuto, cool. yeah. Ricky Martin was in Minuto. Yeah, and uh, it
0: is, like, as weird as this show can get. I mean, in wrestling parlance, it's like they
1: booked it on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> but yeah. the theme is, is a blast. The theme is a blast, yeah. So do you know who did the voice to Rubik? Did you look that up? Um, I didn't Horshack from welcome back Cotter. And he was also in Jason lives. Oh, the guy gets
0: punched, right? Yeah.
1: So what they did was they recorded his voice and then like slowed it down and ran it through the machine. And that's how they got his voice. His voice sounds like he's a little kid. I can't believe that the guy who got punched through the stomach in Jason Lives
0: <laughs> was the guy who voiced Rubik on this weird ass cartoon. I know. That's amazing. I I know. Like, what the fuck? That's like
1: the craziest
0: <laughs> trivia I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You son of a bitch. (laughs) I can't tell if you're being serious or not.
0: I am being serious. That's freaking amazing. Like, I didn't expect that twist. That's why I saved it for last. Oh, my God. (laughs) Number eight. So, Jay, you know our old joke about how whenever one of us is struggling for a final pick, we look to the Power Rangers.
1: You mean you.
0: (laughs) Yes, Yes, I I know it very well. Yeah, well, for the 67th time, I'm doing it tonight. And my pick is Fang, a season one, I think, Power Rangers monster who we need to talk about.
1: I actually love when you pick from Power Rangers because it gives me an excuse to watch it. Isn't it like the <laughs> greatest? That show flies by in five I, minutes. I didn't really watch it when it was first. I mean, I saw it. I wasn't actively watching it. But now getting to experience it, even all these years later, and I've said this before, like it's fun to be able to to watch these episodes.
0: I think for you, the situation was that you refused to let anything have top billing over Batman TAS. Yeah, so if yeah. Power Rangers came on later in the day, on principle, you're like, fuck this. Yeah. I can't watch TV until fucking prime time now. Yeah. <laughs> so he is in this season one episode, the yokes on you, and he's this blue mess of a monster. I think the rangers kind of describe him as a lizard. To me, he looks more like a kind of toxic piranha.
1: My first thought when I watched this episode... That's Matt's type right there. That's Matt's monster. Oh because yeah. Yeah. I mean, I type. definitely,
0: I definitely have a type and he checks all my boxes, <laughs> but I mean, I could also be objective and I I'd say that he's not as impressive a design as some of the other
1: monsters we've discussed on this show with him. It's all about the little details. Jay totally piranha sea monstery, but yes, it's not just his look, it's his vibe. He was a birthday gift to Rita, which I just had to include here,
0: because that's awesome. (laughs) Eggs! I need eggs! I... what? I was doing my imitation of Fang.
1: Oh... (laughs) I, I don't remember him sounding like that. I have to watch it again now. No, but, like, I was just thinking, like, he has a really good grasp of the English language. He has one line. All he does is talk about freaking eggs he's talking about the eggs right he yeah. just he wants his eggs that he he eats these eggs that's what he eats right Booney
0: bird eggs which are like basketball size eggs filled with like he-man slime
1: right but he actually says to rita's henchman listen these are not easy to find you can't get these in stores like he actually says that to the henchman you're right he does and say i'm like that. i was like what he, he took the time out after the dude stomped on his eggs Dude, what are you doing? You can't get these eggs anywhere. Are you kidding me?
0: You're absolutely right. (laughs) This was a a new kind of side to a uh, monster from the moon. You know, this was like something new in Power Rangers what happens is they not only break them, but they eat the slime. And he's like, you fucking asshole. Oh, I love
1: when they were eating the slime it was just dripping out of their mouths. Was I was awesome. so
0: mad because I actually was watching this while having dinner. I'm like, okay, it's power interest. It's not going to gross me out. You know, I have a very low barometer. So I'm watching. I'm like, I see the eggs. I'm like, please don't break the eggs. Cause I know there's going to be something gross inside. I'm like, please don't be slime. And then not only is it slime. It's like, Green slime. Green slime. All over their lips. Oh, like troll two. Yeah. (laughs) This is one of those weird episodes where Rita and basically all of the main monsters, they're also on Earth, but it's really confusing because they don't do anything. Like they're just here. Yeah. So we it's mostly just Fang versus the Rangers. And wow, the Rangers completely (laughs) annihilate this thing,
1: Jay. Things get preposterous because I love the formula. Like the original formula, it's almost like uh Voltron type situation where they become right. the Megazord, right? Yeah. But then they become the Megazord, and then they merge <laughs> with the green guy, and then they become two things in one, and then there's another guy to the yep. side of him. I don't understand what's <laughs> <So> going on. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I'm watching this too, and I'm
0: like, I guess I hadn't seen that particular transformation sequence in a while because yeah. I'm like, this is... So much. They are combining the Megazord with the dragon sword with that other thing that looks like a robot Brontosaurus. Yeah. And then it's like the
1: fucking Fourth of July, it shoots him
0: with like 50,000 things at once.
1: Yeah. And that's like probably every one of those guys had its own 14 inch action figure. Yep. 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 So Fang explodes and, you know, usual
0: monster death. Yep. And everyone goes back to school like nothing happened. And they had the talent
1: show, which was quite amazing.
0: I get that the Rangers have to maintain their secret identities, but isn't the news, like, covering this? These giant battles? Like, everyone's just going about their business. The talent show in school? There is no school. They stomped on it. Yeah, I'm so saying. There's there's a freaking giant piranha wrestling robots right over there, and you're going to still go through with the talent show? This wasn't canceled? <laughs> fucking crazy
1: <laughs> The VHS quality of these episodes like on Netflix oh I just I don't get it now I feel bad for the Power Rangers fans because i don't think they're ever going to be able to get that like remastered blu-ray 8k edition because these masters are like garbage
0: what is go- i noticed that too i'm like it was waving all over us it, it was getting sick watching it it was it was like worse than vhs quality yeah, i couldn't like, believe i'm like it. i'm like did, did i go on the youtube app instead of netflix what's going on did, did-
1: is there someone just taping their TV from? <laughs> it's, like, this is what is this? 1986? Did my like, kid leave a magnet on the screen? <laughs>
0: So, Jay, before we do our thing, I just want to add another blue thing to the list. My hair. My hair is currently blue. Oh, it is.
1: You're right. Yep.
0: Faria called it denim. It looked pretty black on the box to me, but here I am. Blue hair.
1: I saw that. Very interesting. It was a good move.
0: It wasn't. I mean, I'm in my 40s and my hair looks like bad blueberries, so it's it's not not uh, the thing to do. It's just what happened.
1: It was very fashion forward of you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I guess that remains to be seen. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll do our thing. And I had an idea for our thing. Okay, okay. So instead of just choosing from each other's list, I figured what we could do is we could try to attempt to sort of marry one pick... From each of our list in some way, it doesn't matter what way. You could say, "Oh, well, this might be good with this, or this might be good if." It so was... either
0: either an addition or a pairing, some sort of pairing uh, that makes sense. Okay, so one it's thing kind of from an my open listing, playing one... field here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Who? Why don't you go first? You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we had Garth's cocktail, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful monstrosity. Mm-mm. And we had the David Bowie zombie from The Video Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the blue jockstrap. Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had Fang from The Power Rangers. Eggs! <laughs> and uh, Army Ants, the little blue soldier guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think they're the, they're the dark horse. And then we had Max Rebo from the Max Rebo Band. <laughs> yep. Uh, Casey the Robot. And the Easy Squirt Stellar Blue Ketchup. Rubik's the Amazing Cube. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Wow. Where are you going to go? Yeah, where am I going to go with this one? All right, so one from mine and one from yours. I'm going to go with um, Fang from the Power Rangers does a commercial, Hawking Easy Squirt Stellar Blue Ketchup.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> it goes great on eggs. <laughs>
1: I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Only by Heinz.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So uh, the Fang is going to be trying to sell Stellar Blue, I think it was called, Heinz yeah. Easy
1: Squirt Ketchup. Yeah. I would love to see it. <laughs> it's, he's like the tuna guy. What's his name? Charlie. Char- oh, Charlie Tudor. But he's blue, isn't he? He's blue, but I think we covered him on some other stupid show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let me see. We got this, 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 and yours, yours, yours. Hmm. 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 Well, I'm not going to use your catch-up, so I'm going to pick something else from your list. Let me see what I could do with Max Revo here. Okay. Where could I fit him in there?
1: That's a shrewd move.
0: It's a shrewd move, but it might pay off. I'll know in about six minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, why did I pick Max Rebo there? Hmm. Let's <laughs> let's let's throw a curveball here. And let's somehow, somehow, and I might need a little help from you. Right. I want to get Max into the video dead. Oh, okay. Um, Hero. Maybe he's dressed as a Max Rebo zombie and he's one of the bad guys. Maybe he's like kind of like they cut to him and he's
1: kind of the host, sort of a crypt
0: keeper character.
1: Okay. You know, I think what does he still become a zombie though? If he is that what you're saying? Like he's a host, but then he still becomes a zombie because it comes out of the TV, right? Here's the thing. If he's the host, he could be dressed as a zombie,
0: but it'll be with a wink. Like, I'm not really a zombie. I'm just your host. But these, these guys over here, they're the real zombies.
1: <laughs> okay, but he still comes out. And then does he interact with, like, what happens? I'm seeing him as a sort of Hitchcock character. He comes out, says something at the top.
0: But he needs to interact with Jimmy. Jimmy. How is that going to happen? Oh, my God. There needs to be an interaction. You're blue. I'm blue. There's got to be a connection there. You're right. I mean, you put those two on set together. Fireworks.
1: (laughs) And you mean acting chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So good time on the blue show, Matt the blue show who Who knew knew? it would be that much fun
0: (laughs) i sure did not i actually had a lot more fun talking about blue things than you'd think you would have talking about blue things next show
1: burnt sienna i can't wait for that one (laughs) bs oh man so we want to remind you guys we are on patreon p-a-t (laughs) (laughs) r-e-o-n
0: p-a-t-r-e-o-n (laughs) dot com slash Slash purple purple stuff stuff. yeah there you go it's where you can get our bonus shows every month
1: hell yeah and if anybody has time we'd appreciate it if you left us a positive review on whatever you use for podcasts
0: just you know copy paste the word good and hit five stars there you go nice and easy
1: (laughs) so thanks for listening This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time.